You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident finalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, um, today we're actually going to do, like, basically Packernet after dark. The reason is, despite getting caught up on calls, as soon as I told everybody we were caught up on calls, you guys being awesome and all, started calling like crazy. I want to try to get as close to caught up as we can. So we can get as close to zero calls when training camp rolls around as possible. I don't want to be 31 calls behind and, you know, a week behind when training camp stuff is happening, you know? That way we can kind of avoid skipping calls. Aside from that, there really isn't much to talk about. There really is not. I, I watched the um, the shareholders meeting. I'm sure there are articles that detail all kinds of things. I saw a Packers reporter put out some BS about... Everybody booed Aaron Rodgers and whatnot. That I, I mean, I wasn't there. I was just watching it on my computer screen. But the picture he painted of Packer fans erupting in boos, and then he says there was a smattering of applause when they said we're going to... No, there was a much... I didn't hear boos. I heard a much more raucous applause when he said there would be a time when uh, Rodgers would be brought back in. So I don't know why certain Packers reporters need to paint pictures of... Packer fans hating Aaron Rodgers and all this stuff. I, I think I found that to be obnoxious and annoying that he did that. That may have been his perspective. I'm sure he was there, maybe where he was sitting. It was very loud boos that he heard. I don't know. But from where the cameras were positioned, I didn't hear any boos, and I did hear applause. But anyways, really not much going on. Um, it was kind of funny. I saw Matt Ramage said, as soon as they started talking finances, people left. And it's like, well, what did you go for? Because there's really nothing interesting that gets talked about. Um, I mean, it, there's sort of a, it's almost kind of this cheesy state of the union thing where Brian Gutekunst gets up and is like, a state of our team is strong. I mean, not literally, but that's kind of what it is. And, and he might have even said something similar to that. But it's just a, a very basic recap. Like, you know, yeah, we lost Rodgers. We're excited about love. And then he went through the people we drafted. Then we had the opportunity to draft in the first round, Lucas Van Ness. And then the second round, it's okay. It's cool, but um, it's it's not anything you need to like follow the live tweets of information coming out of there. Otherwise, the only thing is, as teams begin to take the practice fields, I'm starting to get real nervous because there's reports of, of injuries already taking place. We got one player already out for the year. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got hurt. That's not the guy that got hurt for the year. I should have put like a, a pause in there. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson also got hurt. Looks like he's going to be okay, though. But there's just far too many. I mean, I, I don't even think most teams have reported yet. And the ones that have, they're not even doing anything yet. I mean, very barely. And we've already got some um, some injuries going on. So just an unfortunate reminder that that also could be a um, thing to keep an eye on. In fact, it's, it's almost a certainty. I don't think we've ever gotten through a training camp without some injuries. Sometimes it's guys coming into it already injured and then they really just don't practice which is also quite unfortunate you know you, you kind of find out like oh they're not they're not dressed oh they're still not still not suiting up oh wow that's uh, we got like a week left here and then they get cut but one way or another that's going to be an unfortunate aspect of this situation we just hope that it stays as low as possible but anyways i spent too much time already trying to figure out what music i should use and 
whether I should put this down as a Packernet After Dark episode or a regular episode, and, and so I've wasted way too much time as it is. But uh, let's turn it over to the phones. Last point on this. I'm sorry, but I absolutely have to murder this point. I have to because I just think it's so important and it's such a cool conversation we've been having. So going back to this Christian Watson and the motion example, this is a perfect example of how the last two years we have been our own enemy. We have been our own limiting factor. All right. So, for example, I'm not using motion and therefore... I'm not utilizing the threat of Christian Watson to the outside on a reverse or an end around, which we know works, right? Think about not just the passing game, but, you know, I know you had said, you know, you don't run it. I can't remember the exact phrase, but yeah. I, I think our team is a home run hitter, both running the ball and passing the ball. We have the personnel to do that. So if you're running Watson outside, superior speed, the defense has a choice to make, right? It is not mathematically possible for two of their linebackers to both defend the run and have any chance of getting outside to tackle Christian Watson. There's zero chance of that. So their choice is they can play a little wider and try and give themselves a more favorable angle, or they can swap out a linebacker for a safety, right? So what are we going to do in that case? Well, of course, we are going to cram the ball down the space they've just vacated with our two extremely good running backs, one of which is freaking amazing, and Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones has no problem in that scenario taking that thing 12 to 20 yards at a clip. We've all seen him do it. And so it's just another example of how we've limited ourselves. We've limited, limited ourselves because we're going for – we're going for all the marbles in the first and second quarter. Then we get to the fourth quarter, and we haven't earned anything as far as getting these players on the defense to go where we want. And time and time again, these last two years, we've seen these got to have it down. And we don't have anything, any ammunition, because we haven't earned the defense to react how we want. And it's too late, and we're usually down in the game. So it's too late to start just running the ball, hoping that they'll, you know, bring another defender in, which at that point, you know, what's the point anyway? So I just just wanted, that's my last point on that, that I just feel like we've really been taking away our own ammunition for no reason by not having motion and by canning plays just because they might only go for two or three yards. All right. (laughs) I've said my piece. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a million reasons to do things like that, but it really does fit this whole Matt Lafleur Shanahan thing in terms of manipulating the defense and and putting them in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So just one example of that. Last year, one of the things that I didn't like is we constantly put our offensive line in in impossible situations. Right, the offensive line sometimes have to has to get up to that next level where the linebacker is. Well. If the linebacker stays where he is, so let's just envision you're an offensive guard. You need to, um, at first, engage with this defensive tackle in front of you, then release off of that, then get up to the next level. Here's the scenario, though. This linebacker is already, let's just say you need to get to the left of that linebacker, your left, to wall him off. The linebacker is already to your left. And the play is to the left, so as soon as this play happens, that linebacker is going to be running to his left. Do you know the odds that the guard is going to get there? Zero. Put nobody in front of him. You're telling a linebacker and a guard to get into a foot race, and you're giving a linebacker a, a, a head start. You're, you're, you're getting him a, a head start in terms of where he's standing, but also he gets to start running first. It's, it, was, it was absolutely stupid. What we needed to do was move the linebacker, or just, you know, do it to come up with a different play. I don't know where all the checking is. Like, can you not see this as a disaster? But if you have Christian Watson sprinting across the formation, let's say, to the right side, what does that linebacker have to do? He has to move that way. You have to respect that feed, speed, because if we take the ball and throw it to him, you're never going to get there in time. Now, if he doesn't do it, he just stands there, then you throw it to him. If he does, though, now the linebacker has moved to our, from our guard's left to over by our guard's right. That gives him the opportunity to get up to that level and get to that linebacker, creating a lane for our running back. We need to be more proactive in in putting defenses in situations where you cannot win. And that's just one way to do that. 
And again, as somebody that doesn't know the ins and outs as much as, as Matt LaFleur, obviously, I just want to make sure that we're maximizing this. Because we've all said we have all the weapons we need, right, as far as speed and everything else. We, we got the, the size and the speed and everything that you could possibly want in a, in a toolbox to attack a defense. Now you couple that with your scheme to be able to manipulate defenses, to create space, to put people in those spaces and have Jordan Love throw into that space. Whether that's motion or whatever it is. You want to put Jordan Love in space? You want to do play action? I, I, I don't care. Whatever it is, just cause massive confusion and disruption for defenses. It used to be that we relied on Aaron Rodgers to do that by himself. Aaron Rodgers was the disruption. He was the thing that made it hard. Because, you know, if you, if you send extra guys then you don't have enough in coverage, he's going to carve you up. If you don't put pressure on him, you're giving him time, he's going to carve you up. Right? There's just too much talent there. We can do that again without Aaron Rodgers. We just need Matt LaFleur to be that guy to make sure that we are stressing defenses. And honestly, what's amazing to me is Packer fans seem to understand this better than anybody else. You would think it'd be the opposite. Packer fans are going, we're screwed, we don't have Aaron Rodgers, and everybody else is going, dude, you don't need Aaron Rodgers to, to win, and you know we don't have Aaron Rodgers. Instead, it's the opposite. Everybody that has never had Aaron Rodgers is like, how are you going to win without him? I don't, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> what? What are you? Uh, nah, okay, whatever. What's up, Ryan? It's your buddy, Ryan. Hey. I'm from the Wisconsin-Illinois border. So definitely see a lot of Bears fans around here. But um, I think everyone has commented pretty much that it's eerily similar what's going on with Jordan Love right now and what happened with Aaron Rodgers when he was taking over for far. Which, by the way, just piggybacking off what I just said, it's also surprising that nobody's doing that. That's, that's one of those things that just seems like a low-hanging fruit for, for media members to just be like, are they going to seriously do it again? I can't believe it. We're here again. The reports are positive. Nobody wants to take that angle. Like Everybody has just come to the conclusion, nope, he's just bad. Like That's not even the fun angle to take. That's, that's what makes me think it's, it's like anti-small market bias. Wouldn't it be much more fun to take that angle? Is Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers 3.0? Like, this is number three for the Packers. I can't believe it. Drum up so much excitement. Instead, they're playing it down. You don't get more ratings for that. What do you think about Jordan Love? Eh, pfft. probably stupid. I don't know. Don't worry about it. You don't need to watch that. It's going to be bad. That's not good for ratings. This, this whole thing is so weird to me. I don't understand. And I was just thinking one other great similarity when you're comparing them, is the fact that Aaron Rodgers got in to that um, game against the Cowboys uh-huh. before uh, Favre was let go. And he got in there because Favre was injured and really shined. Yep. Um, I remember they lost that game. In fact, I just saw somebody posted that before. Let me just play something real quick. Because I think this is important as well, because even if you say, well, this is what people said about Rodgers back... No, 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 no. He was, everybody knew he was great. Everybody knew he was, a, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick. Everybody... Okay, listen to what they said about Aaron Rodgers when he came in to fill in in this Dallas Cowboys game. Indeed, Rodgers will lead the offense onto the field. Rodgers has not seen a lot of action this year. He's uh, thrown only two passes, completed both of them. But uh, quite frankly, he gets very few... Aren't going to win a whole lot with Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback unless things change drastically. How about that? Not going to win a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback unless things change drastically. Aaron Rodgers was a first-round pick, uber-talented, probably needed some time to sit, spent three years learning the system, three years sitting behind Brett Favre, the little bit glimpses that we've seen of Aaron Rodgers up to this point, really not very positive. I actually liked him at this point. I remember this because this was on my birthday, like my 21st birthday. So I had some college friends come over. We were all watching it. Very memorable. But I remember being there and saying, I actually like this guy. Like He looked pretty good in the preseason. Very similar to Jordan Love, by the way. His first solid preseason was 2022. Then the Eagles game was like, holy crap, this guy might be kind of actually kind of good. But it's the same thing. Nobody liked Rodgers. Nobody thought he was going to be any good at football. Freaking announcer flat out says they're not going to win a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, sorry. Just wanted to get that out there. And I was just thinking one other great similarity when you're comparing them is the fact 
that Aaron Rodgers got in to that um, game against the Cowboys before uh, Favre was let go. And he got in there because Favre was injured and really shined. Um, I remember they lost that game, but it was competitive, and I think a lot of people were saying, wow, Aaron Rodgers, like, this guy is something. Because yep. the first two years for Aaron Rodgers, people forget, this guy did not really look too good. I mean, the first year really looked bad. Um but then this last year, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Jordan Love comes in in the Philly game, and that one really opened people's eyes. We heard Jordan Love had gotten better, and you know, but that was preseason training camp stuff. How seriously right. can you take it? But now he gets into the Philly game. They're down 14 points, which actually makes it harder because. The Eagles aren't worried about the run at that point. They're up by 14 points. They're going to say, hey, if you want to run it for five, six yards at a time, fine. We're up by 14. You know, so they, they're dropping people back, and Jordan Love is still calm and collected and hitting those throws. So I just wanted to point out that similarity, that Aaron Rodgers coming in to that Dallas game way back when, taking over for Favre when Favre got injured, putting on a show, even though it was a loss, he still put on a show, and Jordan Love doing a very similar thing against Philly last year. It's just, I mean, that's just one more similarity, and it, it is like Twilight Zone eerie what's going on. So hopefully, Jordan Love is another Hall of Famer, but uh, much better on the, the personal side than than Favre and Rogers, who definitely have their complications in that area. Hopefully, Jordan Love is more like the real Mr. Rogers than Aaron Rogers. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, and look, I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that that should be a compelling argument for you to believe, right? This is not me saying, hey, the stories are similar, therefore Jordan Love's going to be good. I, I, I'm just pointing out that the lack of belief let me put it this way. The parallels are, are laughable, right? We're, you want to convince me that we're living in a simulation? Fine. Show me that. Show me, show me the similarities between Rodgers and Favre's exit and Rodgers and Love's start to their careers. They are like one-to-one identical. It's shocking, the similarities. And so, again, while that's not evidence of anything it certainly is should be enough to to give you pause to say you know what i didn't believe then i looked like an idiot i should probably calm down and just see how this pans out because this is exactly how it started with aaron Rodgers. hey ryan hey what's up man what's up joe janitor how are you from connecticut good how's it going buddy good so um Anyway, I uh, I finally got a call back from a new janitorial job. Okay. Yes, janitorial. Oh, another thing. Another truther. Today I heard. Thanks, guys. Joe the janitor is officially the truth. Um, anyway, yeah, the janitorial job. Um, they called me back. I guess uh, the issues they were having with my background check. I don't know, kind of crazy. They were worried about a possession charge from 2005 of marijuana. Like, that stuff's legal now. I mean, they looked over all the assaults and domestic violence abuse cases, but, you know, hmm. possession. Anyway, I, um, yeah, I got a call back. They said we're good to go. Um, and they'd like me to start tomorrow night. I guess um, the school has pretty nice fields, so compared to, like, a Little League field, they um, the All-Stars Championship of Little League gets to play at the baseball field uh, tomorrow night, and they need backup from Joe the janitor. So then I believe I officially start on Monday. Um, wish me luck. Good luck. Anywho, um, I did read an article today, and it was talking about the Packers moving Preston Smith. Um, not trading him, pretty much just dropping him. 
mm. uh, taking the dead cat pit. Gotcha. Um, Why? This year, like, in, in training camp. I don't see that happening. I was just wondering on your thoughts about that. I'm pretty sure we just restructured his deal again, so um, it wouldn't make much sense to me, but what do I know? I mean, what? well, there's a few seconds left. I'm just a lowly janitor, you know? Ah. Anywho, shalom. What What do the Packers get out of this deal, I'm just wondering? So, so we just cut him for fun. Why? Rashawn's injured. <laughs> Why would we do that? And yes, it is virtually impossible. It would cost us $12 million. That's not $12 million in dead money. That's We would have to pay an additional $12 million to what we're already paying just for the privilege of not having Preston Smith for God knows what reason. I don't know where you saw that or what kind of nonsense sites you guys are getting articles from but look there's go find like five that are semi-reputable and just stick with those because you get on social media and somebody starts i write bullcrapnfl.org and they write packers to cut preston smith and slap it on a facebook page and then we got to discuss it i tried googling it i don't see it anywhere so i don't know who said that but um that's just complete made-up nonsense so yeah, I guess I won't spend any more time talking about it because it's it, it's not going to happen. It benefits us not at all. Can't do it contractually. It's nonsense. Hey Ryan, it's uh, Jersey Mike. So <clears throat> I know I sent you a message earlier and I said some things. Um, I, I've decided that I'm probably going to try to lay off because I'm feeling nice. Oh yeah. Now I remember. I, I don't want to be too much of a jerk. Okay. You know, I realize that some people are a little slow and that uh, they might not understand things, and so it's our jobs to help them understand things. That's what happens, right? It's our job to educate others, right? Circle of life um, that's good, good morally sane people, whatever. Anyway, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading your Twitter post uh, about... You know, Aaron Rodgers and how people, you know, if you, if you have a problem talking about Aaron Rodgers, then you probably want to unfollow you. And eh, I, I don't understand that whole nonsense, but whatever. But here, here's Cheese Ballin out here calling you a hypocrite <laughs> because you and a snowflake and an organizational hack mm-hmm. over, over something that you have discussed. Time after time after time. I mean, the amount of research, quite frankly, that you do. I am a 100% a Packers fan. I watch film. I do draft study. Like, But I'm going to be real. I do not do it to the level that you do. And part of that is because you have the Packers podcast and, like, that's part of you you creating your content. And that's absolutely the reason I listen to you. So when it comes down to it, like, I want to listen to somebody who's got facts. This is the reason I don't listen to Peter Bukowski um, and, and a lot of other, you know, Packers stuff. It, it's because they don't they don't talk about Packers the way that you do, right? And I know that you're doing your research, and I really appreciate that. And some dumb, okay, I said I was being nice. Some dude out here called Cheese Ballin is out here saying you're an organizational hack. And when I call him out on it and say, what would you have done if you know everything? His one thing is to say that we could have signed Brandon Cooks to assist Devontae Adams the season that we played the 49ers in the playoffs and lost. This kid doesn't understand the problem. You go back and look at the film, watch the game, do, do the research like Ryan, you have done and and we see that time after time, Rodgers was a major part of the problem. He had abysmal games in these playoff games. I, this has got to be a two-parter, so I'm going to call you back real quick. No, if I could figure out how to hang yep. up the phone, yep. that would be nice. All right. Okay. Yeah, so I think one of the things that we got to realize or I I need to focus on is people that live in the past and refuse to, I guess we'll say live in the future because it sounds cool, um, are not really worth talking about. And all I mean by that is if you're a genius because what you can tell me about the past 
but you have no opinion on the future, you don't want to talk about it, you're full of crap. You're full of crap. Because everybody's a genius looking... Dude, it's like, I, 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 if you go to somebody and you say, I can give you the winning lottery numbers, like, are you serious? Like, yeah, I'm 100% positive, can't miss. And they give you the lottery numbers, and you play them and you lose. And it's like, what the heck, bro? And you're like, oh, I didn't mean the next ones, I meant the last one. I, those, those are the numbers from last week. Who gives a crap? What use is that to anybody? You know how easy that would be? I could do that for everybody. Hey, bro, the friggin' Chiefs should have drafted blah, blah. It doesn't... Just pick anybody at any point and be like, you're stupid because you should have done this. It doesn't serve any purpose. So the, the two biggest problems I have is there's no core value system with people like Cheeseballin'. That is to say, what is the thing that I can take away from this and say, okay, here is how Cheeseballin believes that we should build a team, and I can, I can personally, uh, now that I have learned it, apply it into the future and then see how that pans out. You can't do that because he doesn't have any core philosophy. It's just, should have been better, should have been better, should have been better. And then everything that he says and that he believes, and he's far from the only one, everyone in this category, all they can do is they can tell you the past. And most of them can't even do that right. But it's just, it's not interesting. I want to have an intellectual discussion about big picture ideas, right? I can sink my teeth into draft and develop. It makes sense as a philosophy moving forward. It doesn't mean you're never going to draft the wrong person. That's not the idea. That's, that, that's actually the core of it, is that it acknowledges the fact that you don't know everything and that you're going to make mistakes, and it helps to hedge against that. That's part of the, the appeal of it. And it's such a waste of time talking to people who are like, you should have drafted this guy. You should have gone after that. So stupid. Shut up. Who cares? Could have had TJ Watt. So could have a lot of people. Did you see where TJ Watt got drafted? The, the reality is 32 teams missed on, on TJ Watt because nobody thought that he was going to be as good as he was. If anybody knew how good TJ Watt would have been, he'd have been probably the number one overall pick that year. I don't remember exactly who the top five were. He would have been a locked top five, potentially number one pick. Everybody missed on it, bro. Nobody knew, and I know you want to pretend you did, but you didn't. Nobody did. It's a complete waste of time, and and people like doing that because it's like, well, that's how you can judge a GM and how good they are. No, but you're judging... Only one GM based on the standard of perfection, which is stupid. It's just going to lead to everybody disappointing you and us having a bad football team forever and everybody just getting fired every year. So, so anyway, he, he's saying that what we should have done is get Brandon Cooks on... Should have. Try to have a conversation with him about what we should do in the future. I'm, I'm guessing unless you get some smart aleck response of, oh, we should bring Rodgers back. Aside from nonsense like that, you're not going to get very much. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He wants to go all in, but he doesn't know what that means. He doesn't. And, and, and at best, you'll find somebody that'll, that'll actually tell you what they think, and then they're going to end up blocking you. Because when that person doesn't pan out, that, that magical free agent person doesn't actually do very much or doesn't have a good year, they're just going to block you. That's how that's going to pan out. Uh, halfway through the year, towards the trade deadline, right? And, and somehow, I forget what team it was at that point in time, um, somehow get them to pay for a majority of his salary and move some, some draft pieces, okay? Now, quite frankly, I, I don't know any of it. I'm not interested in going back and looking uh, what Brandon Cooks was traded for and what he's produced since then. And I'm sure you'd love to, to educate us on that and, and help um, people who know less than us, you know, understand why things like that are so against making a, a, an actual football team, right? You're telling me that you didn't learn your lesson from Randall Cobb? Mm-hmm. Dude, how many of these guys have we legitimately wanted that have actually gone on to significantly impact the team that they play for when they go and win playoff games and Super Bowls? But you got the Rams? Like, are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Odell Beckham Jr. was about the only guy. Now, it wasn't Brandon Cooks. So maybe you could say Odell Beckham Jr., but the problem is we couldn't afford him. 
And this is what guys like you don't understand. The guys that actually could have made a significant impact, we could not afford to put on this team or they were worth way too much draft capital that we shouldn't be willing to give up. Because these guys are older, and if we're trying to chase championships, we need to know that that guy is going to make us win. And Brandon Cooks is definitely not that guy. I mean, you're, 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 not, you're not understanding anything. And I, I, I'm just, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. Cheese balling. Like, let's be real here. You don't do any research. You don't. Because guys like Ryan have been explaining to you this entire time that for the most part, all of the moves that Brian Gutekunst made bankrupted us. To, to some extent, we had no money to play with. We, we pushed so much money out into the future already. We couldn't even push anymore. Everybody was like, how are we going to afford Devontae Adams after they franchise tagged? Uh, a, a, sorry, after they signed the contract with Rodgers. None of it makes sense. Anyway, she's balling. Just, I, I, I hope that at some point your, your brain figures this out and you can stop being this. Whatever this is. Anyway, go back, go. Yeah, I mean, and it, it is just a waste of time because he, he just wants to live in the past and complain. He's mad that things didn't go the way that he wants. He's mad that, that the Packers don't operate the way that he wants. But again, he can't verbalize what that means. There is no fundamental philosophy outside of, you know, all in. But even all in, is it's not a strategy. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. What 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 is the process I use to acquire talent. I'm sure that there is a philosophy, but but he needs to be able to verbalize it. Otherwise, it's just, you know, most free agents don't actually pan out and are overpriced. Your job is to find the few that can do it and draft all the right players, don't make any mistakes, and then go win a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks for that. That's that's brilliant. Really, genuinely, that's... that's, that's uh, some next level thinking. It reminds me, I was just watching, uh, obviously, The Office last night when they did the uh, the rabies, the run for rabies or whatever. And um, Jim asks Pam what her strategy is, and she says, "Well, I'm going to start fast, and then I'm going to run fast in the middle, and then I'm going to end fast." And <laughs> Jim says, "Wow, why don't more people do that?" And she says, "Because they're stupid." Which is one of the few times Pam cracks me up. She doesn't have a lot of zingers, but that one just that one just got me a little bit because they're stupid. But that that's that's all it is. And so it's like, what 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 are we what are we doing here? This is nonsense. It's just your job is to spend a lot of money on exciting players, and and if you're good at your job, then you'll find the right ones and you'll go win Super Bowls. And if you don't, then you're not the right one. We need to find a new one. That's it. Okay. Well, I don't agree with that premise because I think that the major part that is missing and data 100,000% backs this up. This is why the data community has so many that's where the data community and the the um NFL scouting community differ. Is the scouting community knows that they're imperfect, but they think they're more perfect than they are. The data community will actually look at it and say you guys don't know jack squat. Remember I was talking forever about, you know, what if we don't assume that you know everything? What if what if we assume the most you can know about a player is 50% and and how that changes things? Cheeseballing and people like him want to go find the guy that knows 100%. You know, it's like saying, I, w- I want to go find an investor that gets me 25% return. Okay, well, that's, I don't think that's going to be a thing. Like, you can't just play the stock market. Well, I'm going to find a guy that can do it. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, may, maybe on, on, on like a good, a good year. No, every year, even on a down year, 25% guaranteed. Like, okay, all right. Well, best of luck. You're playing in a make-believe universe where there are people out there that are going to know, that are so good at scouting, they're going to know the right free agents, they're going to know the right draft picks. There is no amount of scouting that can give you the information required to make the right decisions all the time. What you need is a process in place. It's, it's, it's more like gambling, right? You talk to sports bettors. They're not trying to win 100% of the time. They're trying to win more often than they lose. And if you can find a formula to win more often than you lose, then then it's just a matter of pumping as much money into that as you possibly can. You know, if I lose a million dollars, but I make 1.1 million, I'm up 100 grand. 
cheese balling's like, dude, you lost a million? You suck. It's like, no, you're not understanding this. It's about beating the house. It's about beating the system. It's about f- being more efficient than the 31 other teams who also are making mistakes. It's about making less mistakes than them. Making one more right decision. Getting one more right draft pick. Nobody's talking about perfection. This is stupid. This is nonsense. Anyways, why don't we take a break? We'll come back and see what Bramble's got going on. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Packy. Hey. Brando. I'm uh, beginning my drive up north past Gainesville right now. Nice. Um, I wanted to call. We're going to some older podcasts, so I have stuff to listen to on the ride. Um, talking about that USFL signing quarterback or whatever. Yeah, he's amazing. I wanted to talk about my lawnmower for a little bit. Um, the engine was running way too fast. Sure. Way too hard. So I had to adjust the fuel mixture and uh, I had to retard the engine a little bit. Um, you know, What'd it you was say? just way too high performance, so a little retarding of the engine. Hey. Um, but I accidentally adjusted the fuel mixture a little too high. Okay. Or I set it a little too low. Now my. My lawnmower engine is so retarded it doesn't function now. So right. uh, I've got to fix that in some way because you know a, a, a retarded engine doesn't doesn't you know cut the grass. So <laughs> seriously, anyhow, on to Packer fans who think that the uh, USFL quarterback is going to be our starter. Um, just your fuel mixture. Right, I'll call you back, but. That was actually kind of clever. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. You, 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 okay, never mind. Never mind. No, it's fine. I don't know whether to give you a round of applause for creativity or scold you because you can't say that. And so I'm kind of just stuck just not saying anything. So we'll just, we'll just move on. Jersey Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, Ron, it's Jersey Mike. What's um, <clears throat> so I just realized something. All right. Uh, it, it, it's Saturday. The twenty uh, second right now, okay. and uh, I am two mm-hmm. weeks away. Or sorry, not two weeks away, but I have two weeks left. Okay, two weeks, two Fridays. Like this, this is the most long drawn out two weeks ever. But we got two weeks of Fridays left until the Friday after that. We got Packers playing football. Oh, That's I guess crazy. another team. I'm so excited. I am I am elated. Um I mean obviously next week, what, Wednesday? We got uh we got we got training camp starting. I am so excited for all the video and information that's gonna come out of camp. I mean I'm I'm ready for it right now. I am I'm I'm excited to see Jordan Love. Um I mean everybody is, right? Um but Here's what I'm going to say. I kind of already have a feeling of what the offense is going to be. Um, it, it's it's going to be a 
and what I wanted to see them do, seem to be dink and dunk and taking major shots when those shots get open. Um, kind of like how you're talking about with Patrick Mahomes uh, saying that, you know, he, he was kind of happy that he got picked underneath because that means the safeties were cheating up. Like, that that's what we're going to have. We're going to have a dynamic running uh, running game, right, which, which opens up passing short, which opens up passing deep. The, this offense is going to complement itself. No, no, no. But what I'm really excited for is this <laughs> defense. I mean, I'm I'm watching Packers versus Vikings. Uh, the I forget what week it was at the end of the season last year, where our defense just came out and told Minnesota to go home. Yeah. Um, they're like, you're not allowed on our field. And I, I specifically remember thinking how electric that defense was. We had Kingsley and Igbare and Justin Collins out there and, and what is his name? DJ Reed or whatever the heck his name was and, and Kenny Clark and TJ Slayton. And quite frankly, they weren't very impressive. Our secondary was amazing. I am so happy with Devondre and Quay in this game. I mean, they, they're playing great, but like our defensive line, it wasn't, wasn't looking that great, honestly. And they were getting a lot of pressure. Kenny Clark with a strip sack fumble uh, recovery made amazing. But we got we got Lucas Van Ness and some other defensive line pieces that we're going to see this year. I'm telling you, that's going to be the difference between this year and last year. It's going to be this defense. This defense, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now, we're a top five defense. If this, if this actually pans out and these guys know what to do. Anyway, go Pat, go. Yeah, I just I just can't I can't take it there because we did this exact same thing last year. So I'm I'm with you. I'm excited. By the way, also I don't want to tell you what to do, man, but you're trying to get me hyped up about this defense. I'm trying to stay cool. You're getting me hyped up about two weeks from now. I'm just getting excited about tomorrow's training camp and you're like, no, 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 forget that. Wait two weeks is gonna be crazy. Like, no, no. No, not two weeks. Not like today is gonna be the day. It's a good day today. Don't start pushing it back on me. It's going to be horrible when there's no news on Wednesday, tomorrow, whatever day. I don't know what's going on. Tell you what, let, let's just take the minor victories that we have and let's roll with that. I'm, I'm just happy that I, I, I feel like we don't have to wait anymore. As long as we don't become impatient, that's the key. As long as we're content with something happening, we got something happening for like a, the next year. Turn back in. In Georgia. Hi. Gotta watch out for the state boys in Georgia. Can't mess around with the speed limit. Um, we're talking hot dogs. Yum. Uh, first off, Chicago style hot dogs are disgusting. They're a poppy seed bun with a bunch of freaking peppers and a bunch of bull. Caught it. Hiding a hot dog. Um, my favorite, give me a Nathan's all beef. To, to be fair, I don't like all the toppings. Like so, so when you talk Chicago style, you're kind of talking two different things. There's Chicago style, which is dressing it up the way everybody tells you you have to in Chicago. Then there is the actual hot dog itself. I don't mean to besmirch the Nathan's. I don't know much about Nathan's. All I know is if you're going to try to compare an all-beef hot dog to that pink pork garbage, you're out of your mind. And in fact, I, I would... Here's how you know. I, everybody's got their own thing. You know, they, they like the pickles or they like ketchup or mustard or whatever. I don't know what you do. Let me tell you what to do. Go get a pack of buns. Go get Vienna beef hot dogs, the all beef ones, and then go get whatever. Some other plain old pork pink garbage hot dog. Don't put anything on it because what you're trying to do is determine which hot dog is better. In fact, if you don't even want to use a bun, you don't have to use a bun. But I'm telling you, use a bun. Because it's a freaking hot dog. And those go in hot dog buns. We're not children here. You want me to cut it up for you? And just taste it side by side and tell me the all-beef hot dog isn't as good as that thing. But as far as Nathan's all-beef, that's... I, I, I don't know. I'll, I will... Maybe I should do it. That's what I should do. That's what I'll do today. I need to get some Vienna beef. It's probably going to be expensive because I got to get that stuff shipped here. I don't know if any of that... I don't know if there's Nathan's or Vienna. I'm pretty sure there's no Vienna. Um, near me, so I might have to get that ship. But I need to do that. Some Vienna and some Nathan's. Anything else? Don't don't call it in because I'm not going to hear it for a long time. And I plan on doing this. I'll probably just do it tonight, so it doesn't matter anyways. But what else? What else matters? And I'll we'll just see what uh, I I do know the um, 
uh, I forget what it's called again, but we've already established I don't like those as much as the Vienna beef. So, anyways. Eat Frank on my pellet grill. Pellet grill? Toast, you know, nice split. Uh, plain bun. Okay. Bunch of chopped onions. Nope. Heavy mustard and a little strip of ketchup. Perfect. I even I open the bun and then rotate the bun, you know, disperse the onions and all the sauces. Oh, delicious. All right. Can you on? Talk to you later. You know what I've never done? When I do burgers, I, I do um, I melt down some butter and garlic. So you got like garlic butter. And then I spread it on the buns and then you go and, and toast them. I've never done that for a hot dog bun. I wonder if that would be good or stupid. I don't know. It's worth a try. So we've got the, I'm over here at Nathan's, the Nathan's Jumbo Restaurant Style Beef Franks. And then the Colossal Quarter Pound Beef Franks. <laughs> Bun length, skinless beef franks. All right, so the, uh, are they all beef, or am I just looking in the beef section? Beef, 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 beef. Okay, yeah, so they're, they're beef too. All right, fair enough. <laughs> it says they sell them at my dollar store down the street, so I guess I could go get some. <laughs> Okie dokie. What about Vienna? Woodman's has them. We'll figure it out. Randall again. Hey. Uh, I forgot to get my win total, so went through the schedule. I biasedly counted 11 wins, so I subtracted three from that. So um, three minus 11 is uh, <laughs> negative eight, so yeah. <laughs> multiply by negative one. Yeah, I did my math wrong, but I think it's eight, eight okay. wins. Okay, eight. We'll go with eight. Fair so, enough. All right. I'll try not to call for another state. All right. Um, yeah, eight's, eight's become a, we, we, for At one point, we couldn't get anything anywhere near there. Now we got an eight and a half, an eight, and an eight. But every single one so far is uh, taking the over on uh, Vegas's prediction, seven and a half. Hey, Ryan, it's Seth. Uh, I got all wound up listening to Packer and After Dark on the he is him thing. Oh, I'm so glad someone said that. It's the dumbest saying ever. Oh, it pisses me off so much. Everybody can't be he is him. And uh, I know it's supposed to be like, you know, he's the best. It's like basically my, you know, the GOAT. In other words, I'm saying the GOAT. I'm like, everybody cannot, you know, be him. And if it, and if I misunderstand it, it just means he's good, like, then it makes it even dumber. But anyways, also, you guys are talking caffeine. And I maybe drink a little more caffeine than I should. Love me some caffeine. Yep. Uh, two recommendations. One is if anybody hasn't tried cold brew, give cold brew a shot if you uh, – I mean, there's a bunch of places sell it. I have a Starbucks close by. You can make it at home, but Starbucks has a pretty good one because they put a cold foam on top. Um, I think they got a white chocolate macadamia is my favorite. But uh, cold brew is delicious, and also it has like three times the caffeine as normal coffee because uh, it uh, how it works is it sits in the fridge and it brews cold, hence the name cold brew. Overnight, and so when it uh, brews for that long, it's extremely highly caffeinated. So if you haven't had cold brew, give it a shot, and you will be bouncing off the walls. Um, another one, recent energy drink I stumbled upon, supposedly a healthy energy drink. It's called Celsius, C-L-T-E-L-S-I-U-S. Um, it has some other claims about, you know, metabolism and whatnot, but it's... Uh, supposed to be healthy no sugar um this thing is loaded with caffeine 200 milligrams in a 12 ounce can but it's delicious so uh, and you don't need a want one uh one drink will put you through quite a bit of the day all right talk to you later yeah you can tell i'm highly caffeinated right now all right bye. <laughs> so you can get these on uh amazon i might just go ahead and order that just to try it um i don't usually love these but i you know want to try something else um and as far as coffee i i am the opposite of a coffee snob um for those of you that maybe remember a few years ago or whatever i did a video on how i make uh all right i did a couple different things i forgot which one was which but i think my instant coffee video i'm not gonna say it went viral but it was very popular among the um listeners viewers whatever 
thought it was freaking hilarious that I actually drank it. So we do straight up Folgers. The, the, the reason I don't, my, my wife likes it, I can't stand it. Not, there's nothing wrong with Folgers. What I don't like is we get the mega pack, the, the giant tub, and that stuff goes stale. Stale coffee is not good. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it, but honestly, the worst part about it is when you crack open that lid and have to smell it, like, oh, dude, it's stale. It stinks. Fresh coffee, amazing. Crack open a fresh thing of Folgers in the morning. Whoo-wee, that's good stuff. But um, I'm, I, I usually don't even make it. I drink the Folgers. So my, my, when my wife wakes, makes it, there will be leftovers later, and I will drink that. Otherwise, I got that stupid little spinny thing, which is life-changing. Not to sit there and click, 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 click with my spoon anymore. Just put that thing in, push the button, buzzes it up a little bit, takes two seconds, take it out of there, perfectly mixed up. I don't measure my, um, I probably should, but I don't measure my instant coffee. I just pour it in there and mix it up, slug it down, good to go. I might try some Celsius, though. I don't think I want orange. What else do they have? A variety pack, that'd be good. The variety packs kind of suck because you know some of them are going to be bad and you're going to be stuck with it and you have to just suck it down. But you find out which one you like, you know. What do we got? Oh, these are, see, they got bad flavors too, man. Watermelon berry. Gross. Grapefruit. Come on, bro. Cucumber lime. I don't think I can order from this company. Orange pomegranate. I mean, okay. And then apple. Apple. And there's a picture of a pear on it. It says Fuji apple pear. Hey, hey, hey. It's like, what are the worst fruits? And then let's throw one of them with a cucumber. What other energy drinks? I never get energy drinks on Amazon, but that seems like a decent idea because I don't think it's any any, uh, more expensive. It's about a buck a can, which I shouldn't be spending that much money on drinks, but that seems to be the going rate. C4 is hilarious because I know that's a pre-workout. That's what I was saying. Like These are basically all pre-workouts now. Oxy Shred. (laughs) These literally are pre-workouts. Didn't mean to give you the impression I was going to be productive when I said I wanted an energy drink. I'm just tired. Ghost Energy. Ever try that one? Sugar-free energy drink, 12-pack citrus. Energy and focus. No artificial colors. No expectation of physical activity. Does say soy and gluten-free and vegan, which just doesn't mean anything because I wouldn't expect there to be anything to offend vegans in a energy drink. But still, when you put vegan on it, it just it's just a turnoff. Like, eh. Put some bacon in it or something. I don't know. But this is a 12-pack for $28, so I'm not buying that. Anyways, um, tell you what, let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to go to bed. You guys have a good rest of your uh, day, I guess. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.